0: Uh, We have a wonderful lineup for you. Uh, We're going to talk about transformation, which is the theme of the event. And we're going to talk about transformation uh, through the industry, transformation through customer lens, partner lens, and how AWS is assisting uh, with the migration journey. Um, I'm the global alliance lead for VMware Cloud on AWS, and my name is Rima Olinger. I'm being joined uh, with my colleagues. We have uh, Wen Yu, who is our partner solution architect. We're privileged to get two speakers. Uh, one is our customer uh, from s Global, Zach Murad. And we also have our partner uh, lead from Round Tower, Andre Wu. So that will come uh, throughout the presentation. Uh, Starting with the industry transformation, we are all going through this uh, transformation journey. And this digital transformation, it's really the integration of your Um, digital um, uh, footprint with your business needs. So you're transforming your business and you are digitizing all your processes and operations and you're changing the way you create customer value and you're changing the way that you operate. You're also getting very comfortable with experimenting, with uh, trying new things, with questioning the status quo and with getting comfortable with failure. And with this transformation, in place, um, AWS is joining you on this journey. And and one of the things that we have started to do is we have expanded our product services and product offerings to accommodate that transformation. So we have the broadest set of features and um, services, and the gap continues to increase between AWS and the other cloud providers. With AWS, uh, specifically as it relates to this and what we try to do is to make sure that you're aware that there is a large uh, footprint of customers, uh, millions of customers who are actively using the platform and thousands of partners that are global. We also are providing you with a a global footprint uh, where we are up to 22 regions and 69 availability zones. In terms of uh, services and features, the pace of innovation is very fast. Where we started in 2011 with only 80 services, we are up to 80 services and features. Uh, we are up to 1,957 uh, features as of March, and that continues uh, to expand. Specifically, as it relates how this um, introduction led us to the hybrid cloud and VMware cloud on AWS specifically, is as we introduced these services which were in the areas of compute, storage, networking, uh, databases, IoT, uh, containers. uh, We expanded in an area that is the hybrid cloud computing. And that is what you are seeing with VMware cloud on AWS. We realized that um, that the stats tell us today with different um, market uh, analysts that there is a huge market opportunity that we are seeing that equates 96 billion uh, by 2023. Uh, The majority of the enterprise applications are still staying on prem. But there is a large portion of customers that are moving to hybrid cloud. What is driving this move is as follows. Number one, they want some workloads, the customers want to retain on-prem. For other workloads, customers wish to move to the cloud. And they want their on-prem environment and their cloud environment to be compatible and to coexist together. And moreover, they want to use the uh, and leverage the investment that they have made in their uh, skills and resources. And stemming from this customer need, there was this joint collaboration between uh, VMware and um, AWS. Uh, VMware being the de facto standard for uh, enterprise data center, being the leader in compute storage and network virtualization, and uh, having the um, ability to support multiple workloads. You merge that with the uh, capabilities that AWS brings to the table with the global footprint of 22 regions and uh, 69 availability zones. With the broad range of services, 165 plus services. With the depth of the features that are available and the large number of customers that have adopted this service. You come up with this uh, very differentiated, unique cloud offering that we are describing as VMware Cloud on AWS. And with VMware Cloud on AWS, now you have the operational consistency that the customers have been asking for. You also have the um, uh, ability to use your existing tools and and resources. You have SLA, uh, enterprise application, SLAs that are tied to that as part of the uh, offering. As such, I would like to just bring in uh, Wen Yu to go over the uh, reference architecture for it uh, before we can continue further.
1: Thanks, Rima. Uh, Instead of doing a sound check by asking if you could hear me, uh, how many of you in the audience are APN partners? And customers? Okay. And how many of you are technical in nature? You do solutions architects? Okay, so a few of you. Okay, actually quite a bit of you. Okay, so I'll, I'll have some technical contents to share with you. Not 400 level, but I promise it's two to 300 level-ish. And what you see here is actually the solutions architecture for this service. So what you see on your left is the on-premises data center. You know, you, many of you in the audience might have that and you service your customers that are running workloads on-premises. What's in the middle is the VMware Cloud and database solution. The compute, networking, and storage services are offered by VMware's vSphere hypervisor, vSAN for storage virtualization, and networking and security by NSX. All of those are architected to run on top of AWS infrastructure. So what you see in the left and the middle is what allow that seamless migration of your applications running on-premises with VMware virtualization. It could be as simple as right-clicking onto a virtual machine, select migrate, and use vMotion migration from on-prem to AWS, just like that. And what that allows customers to do that's unique to this service is really what you see from the middle to the right. So what you see the bidirectional arrow is what we call the elastic network interface, the ENI, that provides the access from your workloads running on vSphere, software defined data center, in the middle, to access various native services that we have across networking, security, operational management data analytics, uh, data warehousing. So it's really a customer's choice and flexibility to leverage these services as they see a business fit for them, okay? So from a high level, that's the solutions architecture. Remember from the left to the right is seamless from the migration from on-premises into the AWS cloud, and then the extension of these services at the customer's choice, okay? Since the inception of this service back in August of 2017, it was in Las Vegas as well, VMworld US. That's when we announced the initial availability of the VMware Cloud on AWS service. And since then, we have been innovating on behalf of our customers and partners like yourself. So based on customer feedbacks, we have added additional features across the board in compute, for example, new instance type that has denser storage options for customers that have workloads that require more storage capacity. For networking, we added micro-segmentation with NSX. We added the ability to have customers leverage the transit gateway for easier and simpler network connectivity between on-premises, as well as the various VPCs that they have with their AWS native workloads. For storage, we added the ability to integrate with Elastic Block Store or Block Storage Offering, coupled with the R5 instance to provide denser storage options for our customers. And operational management, we have the ability for customers to leverage something like systems manager to populate the CloudWatch agents and ingest the CloudWatch logs and metrics into AWS and simply take advantage of the innovation that we have for customers with the AWS AWS platform, okay? Just to give you some stats on what we have done in the past two years, we have released 200 plus features and it's in direct response to customers and partners like yourself. We have expanded the service. Initially, it was available in the U.S., uh, one region. And then we were able to expand it to 16 global regions across 41 availability zones. And then we have 25 major and minor updates. Like I mentioned, we did the new instance type and we added the ability to support uh, Direct Connect so we could accelerate the migration from a premises into AWS, going through Direct Connect to our backbone. We have added uh, the ability for customers to deploy the vSAN stretch cluster across availability zones with the click of a button. During deployment time, if you have used the service before, you can simply click on the UI and enable the vSAN stretch cluster to expand uh, across the two availability zones to have synchronous replication of writes. So you have up to four nines of availability. Stagecoast is our reference customer that has done exactly that and achieved highest level of SLA for their mission-critical applications that track the locations of various Metro buses. And then we have the host provisioning. So this is something that our customers love, is the ability to add hosts or remove hosts based on the workload needs. So on average, the time it takes to add a host to your SDDC cluster is 12 minutes. We're not talking about a host that you just provision with nothing on it. It's basically the entire software-defined data center stack by VMware on bare metal EC2 instance added to the cluster and ready to use. Compare that to on premises where customers have to wait for the PO to go through and then the server to come in, rack and stack, install software, the whole nine yard. That usually takes weeks, if not months. So imagine the ability for you to just provision a host on demand quickly. That would give you the ability to just run. Your resource cluster to a higher utilization and thereby give you better ROI. And last but not least, the time it takes to create an entire stack software-defined data center (SDDC) stack with vSAN, vSphere hypervisor, vCenter server, NSX takes, on average, 65 minutes. Right? So compare that to weeks, months, or even you know six plus months. That is great amount of heavy, undifferentiated heavy lifting that we take off the customer's shoulders. And based on the first study that VMware has commenced, um, we have interviewed a number of customers that have been using the VMware Cloud on AWS service for over six months with minimum of eight nodes that's deployed. So we wanted to do a study with the customers on what kind of ROI, at the end of the day, right, you question your investment, do I get the right amount of ROI by investing and adopting this particular service? And the answer is absolutely yes. And the stats that you see here is we see over 100% ROI in less than three months across the customers that are in this study. Okay? And There are four qualified benefits that the customers have in Formups right, in these categories. First one is the software and hardware refresh. So the customers by using the service, they no longer have to do hardware refresh just to modernize the data center. So there's cost savings there. And the second thing is the operational cost to run and manage workloads in a data center having racks and racks of servers and networking gears and storage and just having to manage data center capacity. So customers are seeing benefits in that area. And there's the elimination or avoidance of having to refactor your entire on-premises application just so that it could run on AWS. So the customers, by adopting the service we mentioned earlier, we allow seamless migration by right-clicking into a virtual machine and select Live Migrate into AWS. So that eliminates the need for you to refactor your application just so they can get modernized, so instead the customers can easily migrate using vMotion or hybrid cloud extension or using your favorite data protection software to take a backup ingest just into Amazon S3 object storage and do a restore into SDDC without any conversion into native EC2 AMI Amazon machine images without having to connect into a VPC that you have to manually create. So all of those are abstracted so you get that experience. So customers are realizing the benefits that they get not having to refactor and of course the ability for customers to um, not have to manage uh, data centers and get away from data center investments if they run out of capacity power cooling or rack space they can simply provision like Rima was mentioning the hybrid cloud deployment add additional capacity in the cloud instead of having to buy servers networking gears and equipments And in addition to the qualified benefits that are listed here customers also told us that they get benefits from having the infrastructure and application teams taking more actions to do more innovative projects as a result because all of the undifferentiated heavy lifting is taken off their shoulders they don't have to do server deployments they don't have to install software they don't have to keep the software up to date because all of this is Packaged together as a managed service that's run and operated by VMware, working closely with us. Okay, so that's a public case study that you could download. So if you we work with customers on a regular basis. This is a good report for you to read. It's a very easy 20 page read for you to understand what customers are telling us about the cost savings and the benefits that they get. And if you happen to be a customer, and like many of you in the audience, then it's a good read as well, so you could understand what your peers in the industries are doing to innovate for their business. Okay, so uh, we talk about customers and what they're telling us. So the top use cases that we have seen from customers are the following. And the first one being the hybrid cloud deployment with the data center extension. So this is the case where, you know, Platica, for example, as a reference customer and SMP Global that you would get to hear is where the data center would run out of capacity and the customer would have the business need to expand the footprint without having to invest in additional data center footprint. So that could be easily integrated into the environment. Like I said, add a host takes uh, sub 10 minutes and add an entire cluster takes about 65 minutes. So that is a key enabler for customers to do data center extension in a hybrid deployment. The second one is that disaster recovery. So customers learn to love to do DR replication from on-premises into AWS using the built-in service add-on with VMware Site Recovery, the ability to replicate on-premises into AWS, do testing with VMware Site Recovery, as well as actual failover. And with this one, I've seen customers where they have the ability to fail over into AWS infrastructure, and they realize the workloads run much faster on the cloud. So as a result, they reverse the DR protection, so they do DR protection of the AWS cloud with their on-premises data center, flip around the production. And the third use case is the evacuation of data centers, customers that want to get away from not having to deal with data centers altogether or colo spaces. When the contracts up for renewal, they have the ability to use the service and just eliminate data centers altogether. Last but not least, we have data center, uh, the application modernization, the ability for customers to say, with a database workload to ingest data into a data warehousing solution, and also build data lake with Amazon S3 or using Lake Formation, using the source, which is running on VMware Cloud and AWS. So with that, customers do not have the to do a refactoring exercise just to modernize their application. So with that, we have a number of customer references that you see there with links and also uh, stage codes. And as partners, you do have a huge amount of service attachment opportunities based on the workload types. I'll give you a few examples here. And for you as a customer, this is something for you to consider as well once you migrate into this service. It's the ability for you to extend your application to take advantage of our data protection services, our data analytics service, for example, Oracle, to migrate from Oracle Rack, for example, running on-prem to VMware Cloud and AWS, you could easily take a backup of your Oracle production database, restore it into VMware Cloud and AWS, and enable data guard replication. So you can do the seamless switch over into AWS without any refactoring. And then you could take the application for example the front-end application and have application integration with elastic beanstalk so your different test and your application form can run and power by elastic beanstalk and you can back up your oracle database into elastic file system efs or amazon s3 and you can use database migration service to modernize your database and have database freedom or you could have. Uh, let's say integration with analytics with uh, AWS Glue to build a centralized catalog incorporating your migrated Oracle Rack database into your centralized catalog for data warehousing as well as for data lake analytics. So all of these are investment opportunities for you as a customer as well as a partner so you can expand your service portfolio to cover those aspects. And SQL Server, Very similar example. We have built-in integration with directory services. We have the ability to ingest data into Amazon S3 and upload into Redshift for data warehousing needs. And we have the ability for you to centrally manage your Windows-based SQL Server workload with Systems Manager. And last but not least, we have high memory instance that customers have been using to deploy SAP HANA on native EC2. And what customers are telling us is the ability for them to seamlessly integrate that deployment on native EC2 environment using X1 and X2 instances and couple that with the dev and test front end or as well as the application front end that's running SAP in the VMware vSphere cluster. That seamless integration is what enables customers to really enjoy those benefits of these 165 plus services that you could integrate as a partner on behalf of them. And here's a list of uh, industry and compliance certifications we have achieved with the VMware Cloud native service. We're not stopping here, so based on your feedback, we will continue to invest in this area, working closely with our friend at VMware. And I mentioned earlier, we have expanded out of our 22 global regions. We have the service available in the following regions, all 16, and based on feedback from you all, we continue to add additional regions that we have the service support. And with that, let's hear from our customer that's joining us. So Rima will lead the discussion with Zach. Thanks,
0: Wen. Um, So we have customers um, who have gone through the uh, transformation uh, journey. I'll invite um, uh, Zach Murad uh, on stage, if you'll give me just a second. I know you came from the East Coast. You woke up very early this morning. Thank you for doing that. Uh, Many of the customers that have transitioned um, and moved into uh, AWS or VMware Cloud on AWS, they indicated that one of the key reasons that they were doing that is because of the uh, agility, the ability to provision um, hundreds and thousands of servers on the fly. Other reasons they told us is because of the uh, ability to do the global expansion uh, in minutes. Others told us that it was because of the elasticity. They don't have to. Over provision and so they saved on costs for the company and others. So there's many reasons that um, AWS customers have chosen um, to, to move into VMware uh, cloud on AWS. Uh, one of our lucky customers who have done that journey is Zach Murad. Zach um, is the managing director of the uh, Globe and Global Head of Infrastructure and Operations at SMP uh, Global. Uh, whatever you feel comfortable, uh, we fine. don't have yeah. usually these. These are for the vertically challenged people, <laughs> not very comfortable. I think I'm vertically but,
2: challenged too, that's okay.
0: fine. <laughs> um, okay, Zach, let's start with um, SMP. If you could uh, provide the audience with background on what does SMP Global does
2: do sure. today? thank you, Rima. And can you hear me? I just want to make sure that, great, thank Woo-hoo. you. Yes, it works. So S&P Global uh, ratings is a division within S&P Global. And one of the things, one of the major things that we do is push out ratings. So if you have bonds uh, or if there's a corporate rating on a company, that is what we do. We have over a million uh, credit ratings that are out there. We have over 1,400 credit analysts that work worldwide across a lot of different locations. Uh, One thing that's fairly unique about us is how heavily regulated this industry is. We have over 13 regulatory bodies that regulate us. So those of you that are looking at pharma or some of the other uh, financial uh, entities that are also fairly regulated, then some of our experience would actually uh, be in line with what you have experienced as well.
0: So usually, heavy regulated industries um, have to uh, be very good in uh, under high availability, or else you incur penalties. Correct?
2: Absolutely. So it's 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 you know some of these things they uh, the regulators dig very deeply into it. For example, we're one of the very few uh, CRA's or credit uh, credit regulatory agency or uh, ratings agency, and um, if we're out of the market then it can have a very large impact. For example, if a rating does not go out on a company and there's a major event, you can see how disastrous that can be because you know analysts and traders are expecting to see uh, what that means as far as the company is concerned. So it can Great. be quite disruptive.
0: Great. Um, how about uh, the business need? If you could share with the audience, what was the business need that SMP Global had that prompted you to look at a hybrid cloud approach to start with?
2: Sure. So, you know, we were in a very interesting uh, area. So about two years ago, we started on a fairly major transformation. Uh, We had um, most of our uh, software developers as well as our support uh, fully outsourced. So about uh, 80% of our staff was outsourced. So we started insourcing. And as we were insourcing, we decided, hey, while we're insourcing, why don't we start going through Agile transformation? So we started Agile transformation, so as you can imagine, a fair bit of turmoil when it comes to people in process. Mm -hmm. Now, since we were transforming people in process, uh, we also had a very old aging data center uh, that was coming up for lease renewal in about 10 months. So why do we want to leave technology alone? So we decided to go on transformation and said instead of moving to another data center why don't we move to the cloud and the challenge was that we needed to get out of the data center in about eight months because you need about two months to broom clean the data center Uh, while that is going on the data center itself was uh, you know in need of a lot of investment which means that a lot of networking gear uh, needed upgrades so there was a lot of instability that the business was getting And in the middle of all of that, we decided that let's move very, very quickly over to AWS. Now the challenge is you have about 140, 150, 160 applications that are all snowflakes. And each one is built differently. You have Power Builder. You have Sun Solaris. You have uh, Oracle Exadata, uh, things that will anchor you down onto your data center, where it becomes extremely difficult to try and move these and transform them. So we did have a plan of about three or four years to really move everything into cloud native. Uh, We have cloud native applications on AWS already. But to move something like that was was a big challenge. So from a business perspective, it was get me stability, uh, unlock the speed and agility that comes with the cloud, because it takes forever to provision and build and manage. On the on-prem data center because everything is done manually, and the one answer that we f- came out with was, why don't we look at VMware as a solution to allow us to really fast track on our journey to the cloud?
0: Mm-hmm. You, you spoke about the uh, time frame of the um, uh, eight months that you had by which you needed to migrate to the cloud. When you first heard, like every other partner or customer uh, on stage, when we say you could, uh, prov- you know, deploy. Um, an environment in less than 90 minutes. You could add a node, delete it in less than 12 minutes. Did you think that was not real? And then what do, what did your experience teach you? Was it too good to be true? And you're a customer. I know sure, we didn't sure, practice sure. that absolutely, question. Absolutely. But I want to I want to ask oh, about yeah. that because I, I want someone to
2: tell sure. us. Sure. I mean, we, we we knew about VMware because yeah. we had VMware on-prem and you can go to the console and you can provision things. the The issue is not necessarily hey, how long does it take for me to uh, spin up an image because you could do that. You could do that on AWS and you can spin up an image. It's really what comes after. So we started leveraging a lot of the open source software for orchestration. For example, we use Terraform to build and manage our EC2 instances. Terraform has a plugin for uh, for VMware. So we said, why don't we try that? And we plugged in Terraform. We have a lot of Ansible playbooks that allow us to manage EC2, and we layered that onto VMware. So it allows us to very, very quickly plumb in VMware into our CI-CD pipeline. And it almost makes almost no difference whether I have something running on EC2 or VMware. The power comes in as these are traditionally built applications. So I can take an application, and I can take that image, and I can move it over to AWS very, very rapidly. And then my entire automation pipeline is now fully integrated with a VMware stack. That's something that we just didn't have. If I have a problem as part of the migration and we had problems, uh, I can very quickly move that back down to on-prem, figure out the problem, fix it, and a weekend later or two weekends later, move it back up again. We did that several times just because these traditional applications are brittle. Uh, you don't necessarily know the latency requirement to storage because now storage mm-hmm. has changed. Uh, in some cases, we move from on-prem uh, you know, uh, storage to using EBS storage or S3 storage. So think about, I have a completely traditional storage stack and I'm moving on to, AM, uh, to uh, AWS, running on top of VMC and I'm making use of S3 storage. That was very, very interesting.
0: So thanks for sharing that. So we know that you decided to go hybrid. We know that you chose VMware Cloud on AWS, and now you embarked on your journey. Um, and, and the specific question is, uh, how did you implement it, and what was the um, uh, journey like?
2: Yeah, so the uh, journey was very interesting. In fact, you know, it was a fantastic year uh, because the team was extremely energized because the challenge itself was very interesting. Um, you know, you're know, you doing something very unique, and the partnership with VMware was actually really good as well, because we had access to the product engineers, um, and we were solving things in a very different way. Not a lot of other clients and customers had solved it that way, so the team felt really energized. I think the networking side is where we had spent some time trying to understand how to Uh, move things because we were very early. We were using NSXV, and then we migrated over to NSXT. And then from a a team perspective, they got to learn the networking inside and out in order for them to be able to manage it. The other side of it, I think, from a journey perspective, the people themselves, the culture side of it, came along very well. Because, uh, you know, when you're going through a transformation, I think... One of the most significant challenges is the culture side. And you have to find out how do you energize your workforce by giving them really, really interesting challenges. And once they do that, then I think you have a much, much better workforce coming out of it. So the technology itself really opened the doors to anything that we wanted to use on AWS, which we did. And fail fast is something that we embraced very early on, which means that if something is not working, then that's okay. Uh, there are many different ways to solve that same challenge. Uh, for example, we have a you know HPC environment that we used EFS storage, and that didn't work. So we started leveraging on-site storage. So we had cases where you would have an application that would be running on the cloud, and the storage may still be on-prem. Yeah. Uh, and then and then maybe you're swapping it because you're leveraging the really fast flash storage that comes with EF, with VMC. And you don't necessarily want to leverage another storage because you want the IOPS. So maybe you uh, provision an NFS server, and then you expose that storage to be able to leverage it. So a lot of different ways to be able right. to manage Thanks for it. for
0: sharing yeah. that. Um, you migrated your applications. And you spoke briefly about integration with AWS services. Um, how are you transforming your migrated applications with those services? Like in terms of business impact, yeah. uh, how did you do that? I, not just that I moved it to an S3, but yeah. what was the business impact that uh, me as a user could see it from the outside?
2: Sure. So I think one of the things that we did was just recently we institute SRM, Site mm-hmm. Recovery Manager. And as part of that, we significantly reduced the amount of time it takes for us to do DR invocation. Okay. That's something that um, you know traditionally in our environment, because everything was snowflake, uh, it was, let's get the storage guys on. If any of you have gone through a uh, traditional DR exercise, it could take a while, because you have to get teams involved from many different areas. Everything is siloed. You have a storage team. You have a Unix team. You have a Windows team. You have Active Directory team, DNS team, and so on. As we moved into a managed service with VMC, a lot of that was coalesced down to a couple of people. I'm talking about four or five people that could essentially execute the entire set of process. Things are fairly well automated as far as Ansible is concerned, and as far as uh, you know, uh, our Terraform code is concerned. So the entire thing was automated end to end, and we we're able to reduce it. So business noticed that especially when we told them that you know what would have taken hours and hours and hours is essentially gone down to just a couple of hours and then everything is fully tested and back up and running. Mm -hmm. To me, I thought that was a huge impact. A
0: curious question we never also agreed on. Uh, One of the common things we hear are objections is if I'm managing the IT um, infrastructure environment, I tend to worry about my job security. And if I am a partner trying to talk and used to talking to uh, this type of uh, employees, how do I navigate the sensitivity that is tied to, oh, more automation, it means I'm out of a job, or h- how did you, because you said we're down to two people. What happened oh. to the other folks?
2: Oh, no, so so again, it's uh, it's uh, exciting. It's really the culture that you'll run into, you're absolutely right. So. From our team, I have a hard time trying to make sure that I hold on to really talented people. It's not that uh, you know, we're looking. We're actually always on the lookout for really talented people. Because the database team, for example, and some of them I hear, um, they've evolved into full cloud engineers. So they are transforming, they're writing Ansible code, they're writing Terraform code, they're doing Unix work because we're moving towards full-stack engineering or site reliability engineering, and that is very exciting. So as you start to do less of the manual work, you start to move up the value chain, and that gives them an incredible career path. There are a lot more demand outside, and the, the, the guys themselves are excited. They want to do more. Rather than do less. So, I I see complete opposite within my team where there is zero resistance, and in fact, they want to move faster. We're starting to have conversations with VMware and a whole lot of other people about containerization, serverless, and how do we enable that as part of the stack. And this is something that the teams are actually looking at it right now while we're trying to peel away and saying, what are the pieces, which applications do we want to take pieces of it? and then move it over. Do we go down a Knative path? Do we go down uh, in an open source path? You know, how do we leverage EKS? All of these things would not be possible if you're spending all your time doing manual updates to DNS server, updates to my Unix, and shutting down storage manually, starting it up. All of that is just very manual, doesn't really give you much sense. You don't really even have job security because those are gonna get automated regardless.
0: Right, great, thank you. Um, if we were to talk about the impact on the business in terms of where you audited less, did you have high availability, um, the the number of applications you moved, what would that be as a final world uh, that you could share with the audience?
2: Yeah, so we have a much higher reliability, um, and we can showcase that with the reduction, the drastic reduction in outages. So when we speak with the regulators, we're not just talking about architecture, we're not just talking about our plans, but they're also interested in actually looking at the hard numbers of vulnerabilities, that was security vulnerabilities in the systems, the level of scanning that we do, the level of testing that we do in the environment, the uptime, you know, uptime is there. If you're down, then you're down, right? Regardless of the reasons behind it. And measurably, we can show that things are starting to get better, significantly better.
0: Well, thank you for being our customer, and we're very excited to have you. you. Thank you so much. So in the same way that we saw uh, customer transformation, uh, we also saw partner transformation. And we know that our partners have um, strongly adopted the VMware Cloud on AWS. We have over 400 plus partners that have chosen uh, to go through that uh, journey. And, And the big thing differentiator about the VMware Cloud on AWS value prop is that it allows the partners to focus and assist the customers from moving from an asset heavy, where there is a focus on capital expenditure, to asset light, where you are looking at a fixed cost or a variable cost, I should say, for your customers. And with that, we have a big network of two types of partners. We've got consulting partners that are assisting, as you know, the the customers with a migration journey. And we also have a type of partners, ISVs, that are validating their solutions on VMware Cloud on AWS. We're very fortunate to have with us uh, on stage Andre Wu, VP of Solutions and Services from Round Tower, who has been there from day one with VMware Cloud on AWS. Welcome, Andre. Please Thank you. join us. So, Andre, if we could start maybe just if we could share with the audience uh, what does Round Tower uh, do today, other than all the accolades that Round Tower has. That's what I found on your website, by the way. <laughs>
3: okay, all right. I was going to say, I didn't send you those. I know. <laughs> uh, so Roundtower, we're a 500-plus uh, employee per, uh, company based out of Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, and we work across the entire IT ecosystem, You know, helping customers modernize uh, their IT environments and uh, and ideally maximizing the value they get out of their technology investments. Uh, and we work across, uh, like I said, the entire ecosystem, so everything from... Uh, ServiceNow to VMware to AWS, uh, traditional infrastructure and things of that nature.
0: Great, so Andre, Tower has been a traditional um, infrastructure uh, partner that is transitioned into selling cloud services. What I'm interested to know is, how did you make that transition? Because we know that VMware uh, partner community, there is a large number of infrastructure based, And we see this transition happening on both sides, uh, from the infrastructure side to the cloud services side. If you could share with us, what went into the decision, as a partner, that you wanted to change your business from Model A to Model B?
3: Yeah, so I think uh, at a high level, um, you know, I, as I said, we uh, started about 11 years ago. And about five years ago, as a partner, we recognized our customers uh, really were looking for uh, more than just traditional infrastructure partner uh, assistance. Um, so for us, uh, we made the pivot then started to work with our customers, both from a private cloud perspective and a public cloud perspective. Uh, but I think specifically for VMC, when it came to uh, VMware Cloud on AWS for us, uh, it really came down to three things. One, uh, you know, our customers asking uh, for a solution that we didn't have a, 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 a fix for. Um, is it something that financially is viable to us as a company? Uh, and three, is it something that will differentiate us as a partner Uh, to our customers, Um, so to unpack those a little bit, uh, from a a solution perspective, VMware Cloud, for us, uh, addressed something that all of our clients were kind of, we were seeing in the market when we worked with our customers, and Wen talked about it, Zach talked about it as, uh, as well, right, which was customers were struggling with the ability to consume the cost of having to refactor, or redevelop applications, Uh, in order to move to public cloud. Uh, And what we saw with VMware Cloud and AWS was an opportunity to overcome that uh, inhibitor, largely because at the time, and this was two, three years ago, when we got involved with VMware Cloud on AWS, um, we were not a application development shop. Uh, So we didn't have that capability as a partner necessarily to help customers overcome that. So that really helped us, VMware Cloud and AWS helped us overcome that issue. Uh, The second, uh, was one that we saw both our customers and ourselves uh, deal with which was we had made a significant amount of investment in terms of IP and in terms of skills and people into the you know VMware ecosystem into the traditional AWS in- uh, ecosystem and walking away from that was not feasible so the ability for this platform to pull those skills together was was really critical uh, and then finally for us the ability to differentiate so uh, as a traditional partner, trying to move from A to B. Um, what we saw in the market was a lot of like born in the cloud partners, uh, probably some of you sitting here today, uh, that uh, for us, when we went out to market to both customers and to even the AWS sales forces, it wasn't necessarily something for us to differentiate ourselves to, uh, to those customers or to those sellers. Uh, by being able to now talk to both AWS and from a cloud native perspective and VMware Cloud and AWS, bringing our skills from the traditional side and from the public cloud side was, was really key.
0: Great, thank you for sharing. Um, Round Tower has been instrumental in assisting uh, customer PHH mortgage uh, with their transformation uh, journey. If you could please share how we started two years ago with that, I know because we spoke about that two years ago, and how it has evolved uh, till today so that. Uh, customers and partners can see what it takes and how the evolution looks like.
3: Sure. So uh, very interestingly, PHH, very similar, I think, use case to what Zach talked about. Going through a corporate inflection point, uh, they were looking at some restructuring. Uh, they were also coming up uh, at the time with exiting out of a managed services contract with a large you know, top three global managed services provider. Uh, and they were looking for a change. They wanted to increase the agility in their infrastructure. Uh, they wanted to be more flexible, not only from a cost perspective, but also from a, uh, just an overall financial perspective. Uh, so we actually competed against, uh, you would name them, right? I'm not going to right now, but that, think of the top five uh, global companies that present their own kind of public clouds or private clouds, as well as their managed services, uh, to your point earlier. Us as a 500-person you know, company uh, not having our own data centers, VMC and AWS allowed us to essentially propose an asset-light offering from our end, we, along with our managed services, uh, to PHH, and we won. So we beat you know, top five global companies leveraging uh, a- uh, VMC and AWS. Uh, so that started as a 300-application migration in essentially eight months, uh to exit out of the data centers for them uh and since then uh, that was a 13 node uh, environment uh we will move to approximately 90 nodes uh into uh, the early part of next year so that environment has grown tremendously some of that has happened because they've uh, been acquired by a larger entity a lot of that has happened because they have basically um just enjoyed consuming AWS cloud native services. Uh, They have large call centers, so they've moved all of their Citrix environments into VMC and AWS. Uh, They have transitioned what was on-prem disaster recovery into VMC and AWS. Uh, So just a tremendous move um, from what started literally at the end of 2017 to now.
0: And, and as a partner, yes, you did assess them with the migration services, but what ancillary work it added to your portfolio? Was it like monitoring? Did you have to do anything additional there?
3: So, yeah, no question we, uh, I think we, we, you know, this experience has helped grown our capabilities and our portfolio. Um, part of that has absolutely been uh, expanding our ability to monitor, right, the, all the environments. Uh, to provide more proactive optimization. Uh, obviously, as, as most people know, there are a lot of very uh, advanced tools out there, but helping customers actually consume the tools and then act on the changes uh, inside of their applications and inside their architecture to actually take advantage of those. Uh, that's some of the work that we have, uh, have had, had to, to do. have done. Had to do. Yeah.
0: Okay, great, thank you. Um, With the experience that you've had in selling VMware Cloud on AWS for two years, uh, what does it take, in your opinion, to, so if I'm a partner sitting in the crowd, what does it take me as a partner to support a customer? And um, was the ROI worth it?
3: Uh, I'll work backwards. ROI, definitely worth it. I think um, one of the things, again, for those who've been partners with VMware and, and AWS both, uh, you know, VMware, we traditionally had seen a three to four to five X drag. Uh, I think, you know, AWS talks about, you know, six X up. Uh, certainly for us, uh, you know, we've seen probably double digit X return across our portfolio from professional services as well as managed services, uh, to, in terms of like what it, I think it takes to support clients kind of goes back to a little bit of what we just talked about, um, you know. What we saw that we didn't necessarily expect, I think, when we first engaged with PHH was how much they would adopt all of the AWS cloud native services uh, in conjunction with their VMC on AWS environment. So um, you know, one of the things that we had to do was invest in our uh, AWS competencies, so becoming a DevOps competent partner, uh, a well-architected uh, partner as well and things of that nature, um, I think that is really critical to understand that uh, you're not just moving a client to another set of resources. They're making this move because they really are looking to do hybrid cloud. They really want to consume all of the different services from both platforms, and you have to transform yourself as a partner to be able to support them in doing that.
0: Great, and uh, to keep it real, Andre, I know that um, you as an AWS uh, partner that is dealing with AWS sales reps who are used to selling native cloud and also you're selling VMware and you're doing the hybrid thing also through VMware. Uh, Were you uncomfortable? Were you worried that an AWS sales rep is gonna not work with you closely or was that concern uh, coming from the AWS side? And how the experience has been in that yeah. regards
3: uh, well our sales reps are always paranoid uh, every sales rep's paranoid uh, but our experience has been really positive so for us I think uh, for those who work with AWS sellers um, I think we know that they are myopic on really a couple of things right one are you a competent partner yeah. to assist that customer and yeah. so Uh, Investing in your capabilities, you know, being a VMC on AWS uh, Master Services Competent Partner uh, has allowed us to, I think, get that buy-in from AWS reps, and that's been critical. The second thing is they're most concerned about making sure customers are enabled to be able to consume the services that AWS provides, uh, and they recognize that VMC is a path to that. So for us, um, both VMware and AWS sellers, uh, it's been a very smooth experience. Uh, in fact, um, you know we we have gotten unsolicited leads from both AWS and VMware yeah. reps uh, for customers that are not existing Round Tower customers, uh, which has been a nice a nice experience.
0: Great, thank you. Um, any uh, final word of advice that w- you wish someone would have told you when you said, "I'm going to become a VMware Cloud on AWS reseller"? Is there any advice that you wish you knew before you had to experience for two years? What can somebody do now yeah. to avoid the, the, you know, some of the challenges you may have gone through?
3: I, I think uh, if I were to share one thing, it would yeah. be, uh, and, and this was candidly, I think, I'm not sure it's a mistake, but certainly I think an oversight for us uh, at the beginning is, I, I think it's natural to think, well, I'm going to have a cloud team and I'm going to, ask the cloud guys or gals to do VMC on AWS and they're going to own that. And I think as we look back, we realize um, it really is, you know, VMware Cloud on AWS as well as AWS itself really needs to be more pervasive skill Class. and talent across the entire organization. Uh, our data protection experts, our networking experts, our security people, all of them really should have been trained and, 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 and uh, on that because all of those skills are really required to help the clients. Yeah. So that would be the one thing I'd pass on.
0: Great, well thank you for your time, Andre. Greatly appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. And to help you navigate the migration journey, I'm gonna turn it over to Wen Yu to share some of the resources AWS have available for you.
1: Yep. Okay, thank you, Rima. Okay, we're back. Let's talk about how AWS can help you as a customer as well as a partner. So this is what the migration journey looks like for many customers. From years of helping customers working with partners to migrate into AWS cloud, we have learned that customers just don't wake up one day and say, okay, I have these applications, they have been prioritized, these are the first ones to go to the cloud. That doesn't happen. What happens really is a three-phase journey of the migration. First and foremost is the assessment the discovery of the applications, the application dependencies, having the right business case, and having a priority of the applications that have been discovered along with the dependencies that will grow, go in the cloud in phases, followed by a migration readiness planning, going across not just the solutions architecture design, the deployment, and the tech validation, but also across, like Zach and uh, Andre was mentioning, is really the technical staff across infrastructure as well as application teams, how they can develop expertise, right? Develop a center of excellence for cloud operations, all of those things are factoring in a migration plan. So once you have a plan, then you start execution by migrating, doing proof of concept, doing pilot deployments, as well as you know, making sure everything works well and have an operational management and automation plan post-migration, plus native service integration. So from our experience working with thousands of customers with the migration to AWS, we have assets. So we have technical assets, we have business assets that can help you in every phase of the journey. So these are migration patterns that are in uh, workload specific um, type deployments. For example, Oracle or Oracle Rack, how do you deal with uh, license challenges, passing audits. We have blueprints on how to architect it from beginning to end across all three phases of the journey. SQL Server, for example, and also EUC uh, and user computing. So we have all of those assets that are available to you you as a partner to extend your practice so you can have the value added service for the customer every step of the way. And these assets help reduce the risk that you have with these complicated applications running on premises having to migrate to AWS. And along with that, we have financial investments that are acting as accelerators, right? Financial investments in the form of uh, cash compensation, as well as uh, service credits for customers to deploy a proof of concept environment using VMware Cloud, or for you uh, to have your technical staff team to deploy these uh, uh, infrastructure and clusters to play with the service and get comfortable so they can help design uh, the best infrastructure available and we have AWS tools and resources and services that are available. For example, CloudEndure in October, we added support to have customers have the ability to migrate into VMware Cloud and AWS as a target. So these are tools that can be made available to you as a customer as well as a partner to get started. And we have technical enablement. We have combination of uh, technical courses that are available to you as a partner as well as a customer. It's happening today, we have a VMware Cloud and AWS Technical Bootcamp that started at 8 a.m. this morning, It ends at 5 p.m. It doesn't stop there. If your technical staff, if you are not able to make it, not a problem because those are instructor-led courses that we could repeat and deliver to you as a partner or a customer. That's in addition to all of the self-service trainings that we have available. That's specific to our VMware Cloud AWS in our APM portal. And we have engagement templates, right? When you go to market with the solution, you're gonna have, let's say, customer immersion days, workshops, and whatnot that you want to deliver to your end customers. And we have assets that are pre-packaged called workshop in a box. So they have business decks, technical slides, as well as the Terraform integration that we have to provision the entire infrastructure, as well as the native service integration. So you could click a few buttons to deploy these templates and use these assets to go GTM execution to attract customers to learn more about the service. And along with that, to help you have that conversation with the C-level staff to understand the business and TCO ROI, similar to the forest case study. So we have those assets working closely with our Cloud economics team, as well as VMware as a partner to provide those information to you so you can have meaningful conversations with your end customers. And we have technical blueprints, reference architectures across different workload types. I mentioned Oracle, SQL Server, and user computing, VDI, virtual desktop stop infrastructure. Now, from a networking standpoint, integrating with Direct Connect, we have those reference architectures that have been truly validated by the solutions architecture team working with many customers. So these could be serving as the blueprint for you to to do service level design, to have the highest level of availability, the best performance optimization. So we just summarized the approaches to migration, right? This is what the methodology we use when we migrate customers' workload to AWS is really the three-phase journey with the assessment, the initial business assessment, followed by discovery of applications into the migration readiness planning, followed by execution. So every step of the way, we have assets that you could use to expand your service portfolio as a partner or as a customer to consume those reference architectures so you know what the best practices are and how to do cost optimization and performance optimization. And with that, we have migration programs. We have two key programs to help accelerate migration for customers. So for those of you that are partners in the audience, uh, if you don't have an AWS migrations competency, uh, Andre mentioned is crucial, Uh, to work with customers and work with AWS uh, sales reps to understand so they can know that you are a competent partner with migrations. With VMware Cloud and AWS, it does qualify Uh, if you migrate a customer into VMware Cloud and AWS that could be used as a case study for you to submit your application for renewal or the acceptance into the uh, migration competency uh, review so all of those are already built in and we have all these assets I mentioned that you could take advantage of when you become a migration competent partner of AWS and for those of you that are still pursuing that path we have the partner migration program that have that's very similar set of funding for initial discovery of the customer's environment, as well as the proof of concept and pilot, or even a cluster for your technical staff to get their hands on with the service. So we have these programs available to you as a partner. So get in touch with us, we'll get you started right away if you're not part of these programs. This is a reiteration of what we mentioned earlier. We have financial investments. We want to invest in you as a partner to give you the necessary funding in the form of cash as well as service attached credits so you could go to market with the service, really enable customers to accelerate the migration by running proof of concept or actual pilot configurations. So we have funding for those in addition to the technical environment for your service team or your technical staff to get knowledge on this service. So get into the migration programs, the migration acceleration, for example, be sure to get uh, investment in the migrations competency as a partner. Okay, And there's a success path for all types of partners. If you happen to be a longtime VMware partner, uh, you can get started in this journey by first taking the Uh, AWS Partner Network uh, Navigate Track for VMware Cloud and AWS is a prescriptive step-by-step of access to the self-service contents with white papers, uh, solutions brief, technical training, business training to get the knowledge that you need, complementing what VMware Cloud and AWS competency that VMware has, that has a focus on the VMware uh, stack. So this is complementing that with native service integration opportunities as well as the technology foundation that you need to get started on. And you can start pursuing the various migration competencies based on your businesses and your customers' um, requirements. We have many competencies in different areas from DevOps to databases to networking to security to uh, migrations, for example. And for those of you that are born in cloud partners, what we have learned is that um, these partners are able to learn VMware uh, skill sets real, real quickly because they have ongoing staff that have experience with VMware and they are able to help the customers that used to have a lot of resistance and push back to go into cloud native uh, type deployments. They're able to get these customers on board by doing the seamless migration using hybrid cloud extension or vMotion migration without refactoring anything to begin with and they are able to expand the service portfolio to migrate the workload into AWS and modernize these applications without even refactoring these applications. Okay, so this is a quick overview of the APN Navigate track that I mentioned earlier. Again, it's a prescriptive set of steps that you have to click through. It's self-service. We give you access, and it opens up access to various levels of technical contents as well as business contents based on what you have clicked through. And it has a three-hour training that's technical in nature and also has one-hour business training. So a lot of the partner bootcamp contents that we have uh, today for partners uh, from 8 to 5 happening right now is based on the APN Navigate track. So we take that forward by having instructor-led trainings that can be made available to you as a partner or a customer by being part of this APN APN Navigate track for VMware Cloud and AWS. for those of you that have seen the announcement, AWS has the ability to resell the VMware Cloud and AWS service. So for customers, this is in response to customers and partners that prefer to transact with AWS. For example, they are ne- negotiating um, ELA type EDP with AWS. They prefer to trans. Uh, transact the opportunity with AWS, you do have the ability to do that. We want to give customers the flexibility and the choice to either transact with AWS or transact with uh, VMware. So it's a customer and partner's choice. So the options out there. So the service level uh, subscription is very similar to uh, whether you transact with AWS or VMware. It's very much consistent. It's a matter of preference and the customer and partner choice. And lastly, these are the available resources that we have. So we have reference architectures across different workloads, Microsoft SQL, Oracle, and user computing, network connectivity with Transit Gateway, Direct Connect. All of these are published in our public website under reference architectures. We have a dedicated section for VMware Cloud and AWS. So as a partner, you could take any of those and expand on your service portfolio offerings. Couple that with the migration acceleration program that we have, those thousands of workload patterns that we have learned from migrating customer workloads. Couple that with the reference architectures, you could have the flexibility to expand your service portfolio offerings. And as a customer, you could uh, review these reference designs based on the industry best practices that we have come up with. And the call to action to summarize is Get started today. We have Hands-On Lab that's available to you. We could have uh, those provision using CloudFormation as well as Terraform. So we open source that code. So you as a customer could take advantage of that. And we have a single node uh, SDDC. So this is for uh, trial usage. It expires after 30 days. So this is really for you to get started. If you work for a partner and you want to have the hands-on experience, get in touch with us. We have a single day Customer immersion day as well as partner workshops that we could deliver and we can come to you and we could do all of these provisioning So we could showcase the workshop in the box So you could take this to market as a partner and attract your customers to use the service And if you're not a partner yet for VMware Cloud and AWS get started today. There's an alias called uh, vmcpartners at amazon.com so it's a live person that monitors this. Um, Remember, myself are on the alias. So it's not a robot that responds automatically using AI. So it's a real you know, person that responds to it. So send us the email, engage with us, and we'll take it from there. And let's see, I think we have used the time. So if you have questions, um, feel free to talk to us uh, outside the room. So we do have to clear uh, this area for the next presentation. We will stick around for any questions.